Welcome. This is the Rip Griffin Show podcast, a baseball podcast for baseball fans of all ages. Now, here's your host, Rip Griffin. Hey guys, welcome to part two of the Talking Fantasy Football episode with Austin and Taylor. Yep, it is. Yep. <laughs> Kenny so. Galladay still at number one. Or do you think his injury is too much for him this year? Hmm. Hmm. I see. He didn't play last week. Nope. Um, he's nursing a hamstring. Um, they're talking right now that he might be a game time decision. I don't see him starting are playing on Sunday. Who are they playing? They are playing Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think once he gets healthy from a fantasy perspective, he will... He killed it when he was healthy last year. Mm-hmm. I, I think once he gets healthy, you know, he'll be your, um, your, your number one or, or even a... I wouldn't put him in a flex, but um, he's a he's a low end wide receiver one, strong yeah. wide receiver two. Uh, Kenny, I, I will say if if you have him, I would kind of ride ride with him. You know, I I don't know what time they play. I would check game time decision. Even if it's a game time decision, look at what Mike Evans did for me. Right. I mean, I I wouldn't trust it. Now, he comes back healthy from his injury. Solid. Oh, I agree 100%. I think, you know, that hamstring is one of those injuries that, you know, you kind of have to nurse it and to get it back. But I think once he he gets healthy, yeah, he's going to be, uh, you know, one to be reckoned with. What do you? I know you don't want me bringing up this name. What do you think about Antonio Brown? <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's just—I don't even know where to begin with him. I just think he needs to—I don't know. I, I just think he needs to take a step back and really question to whether he wants to come back. I just honestly think it's just a show for him at this point. It's just. Uh, I just there's nothing really else to say. He's just a clown, honestly. That's how I view him. But I mean, I know that's that's mean, but it's just like Yeah. Yeah. I I honestly think that he has played his last game in the NFL. Honestly. You know, all these, you know, allegations and accusations and that he's been in the news about the last couple weeks and months. I honestly think that the the NFL is gonna say that you are done. Um, and like I said, I think he's played his last game in the NFL and it's unfortunate because he was in a good system in new England with Tom Brady and, you know, they gave him a chance, which like, I mean, they, they give, uh, you know, they, they, they do bring in a lot of good talent and he wasn't able to, you know, kind of just live up to the expectation. Oh, so. So hypothetically, if he do, ever does come back, where would y'all like to see him, or what would be a good fit? Baltimore. Hmm. Yeah, um, him with 
Lamar Jackson? I think that would be a good fit. Well, not only that, he has his cousin there, Marquise Brown. Okay. You know, uh, who's to say, you know, family doesn't pull them back together. Right. You know, who's to say it, it doesn't do that? Now, you know, we're talking seven more games down the road. I mean, look at New Orleans. Michael Thomas just went down. He's out for longer than expected. Do you go after Antonio Brown? Mm. I think you if know. you desperately need a receiver, possibly, but well, I would I just, just throw into Emmanuel Sanders nonstop. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know. Well, here I'm gonna I'm gonna throw an, an, a name out at you that we haven't heard in a while. What about Des Bryant? I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what concerns me with him is that he j- he's coming off an ACL and tear. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, he still has talent. Oh, absolutely! The Cowboys gave up on him too soon. I was, I'm still mad about that. I think <laughs> I'm still mad about that. They definitely gave up on him too soon. Now, I, I mean, where could he be placed at? Really hard question. I know. Th- I know about a month or so ago, there was talk about him going to Baltimore for a tryout. I did see that he was possibly going to work out with them. But since then, it's been quiet on the Des Bryant front. So not quite sure what his status is or where he's, you know, if he's ready to play or if he's trying out anywhere. So I was just wanted curious if y'all had heard anything about him i mean he hasn't played in a game since what the end of 2017 okay. i think yeah and then he got hurt in in uh training camp and the next year no De- kenny des was working out with dak prescott ah interesting Because I know he went from the Saints, got injured, and then he got released. And then we heard about with the Ravens. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm watching this video where he works out with, I think this is, yeah, Zeke and Dak. Huh. Shit, for 31, it looks pretty good. Yeah, I think if he gets healthy, I mean, he's still, I mean, a prime top receiver. You know, I had this chance to see him both in college and in the NFL, and you know he's he he is he, he fits the mold. He's that uh, that big prototypical wide receiver that you want out there on the on the end, and um, you know, kind of sucks for him that he, you know, blew his ACL out, but I mean, excuse me, his Achilles. Um, you know, hopefully we can see him in 2020. You know, that would be. I think he. Did, I think he's one of those that needs one of those redemption type stories. I do agree with that because he, um, after that playoff game in Dallas with the Green Bay, that was just, I think that put kind of like a, um, just kind of a weird feeling like on his career. Um, and just nothing really ever happened after that. But I think he does definitely need kind of like a comeback season or just one big year. Oh, absolutely. I agree 100%. 
you know, with Dez, I think he may. He might help out Philip Rivers. In Indianapolis? Yeah. Why not throw him in Indy or Houston? Oh. You know? I thought. Do what? I was going to say, I thought Houston was kind of in the running for him after he got released with Dallas. I figured Houston would be the spot he would land at. Oh, that's a good talk. So, Carlos just wrote in here Where do you guys think Julio Jones will end up in fantasy rank midseason? That's a good question there. Oh, seeing as. Ridley is going to be a sleeper this year, and if you picked him up, what he he's going around round three, round four. Mm-hmm. If you got him later than that, you got to steal. Um, Julio Jones, you can't rule him out. He is he stays in the bracket with, you know, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, top three. Uh, D Hop, you know, top four. I, you know, replace Devontae Adams with D Hop. Because Devontae can he he's a hit or miss kind of guy. Julio will will bring you consistent points. I think mid season he'll still be top four. Barring Matt Ryan knows how to throw a ball, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's that's a story down there though. For um, <laughs> I think it's it's about time for Matty to pack up and go to the Browns and end his career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically that- funnel towards the Browns. That that's where everybody goes to end their career, you know. Yeah, so, so uh-huh. mid season, he'll still be top four. I don't know what do you, I don't know. I don't know what y'all think about it, but that's because you you really can't rule Julio out. You know, no, he's gonna put points up. He's he's not fast, but he's gonna put you solid points. Simple as that. Let's look at their schedule real quick and see. So while you're looking that up, I'm going to give you a little update with the Cleveland-Cincinnati game. Cleveland's up 28-16 right now. Baker, Mayf- Bay- Baker Mayfield is 16 for 23, 219 yards and two touchdowns, one interception. Hmm. Joe Burrow, that's a guy we haven't talked about yet. Ah. 25 for 41, 228 yards and one touchdown as well. I mean, not, so, not yeah, bad numbers. I agree. You have a... You do have a declining Carlos's comment. You have a declining Matt Ryan. You know, I agree. Who won? Okay. I mean, let's see. So the next three weeks, they play Dallas, Chicago, and Green Bay. So Um, they have a a decent. Yeah, I think he'll have a pretty solid game. You know, to but to speak on Carlos's point, if if I'm Matt Ryan. You know your arm's not going to be able to keep up with Stephen Ridley. Yeah. Who's your next best yeah. guy? Who's your been? Who's been your old trusty for, for what ten years? Right. You know. I, I mean, so that that's what I'm saying. You know, he's going to be a red zone threat. He's going to be a fifty fifty kind of ball. You know, you're going to get in the end zone. You're going to get in the red zone, and that's it. You're going to Julio. That's the first one you're going to look at. Ridley's going to be on the back end, so yeah, he's going to be the sleeper of it. So, yeah, even with the declining Matt Ryan, which needs to decline real fast, <laughs> I think he'll still be top four, top five. 
There you go. No doubt about it. No, I, I agree 100%. I think, uh, I think he's still one of those top flight receivers. Um, kind of staying with the receiver front for a second. You know, I, I was got offered a trade, not tonight, but, um, a few weeks ago on draft night, actually, for Jerry Judy. Now, what do you think about him as far as Ken? I know he's he's a young dude coming into the league. How do you think he's going to perform this season? Well, I think on draft night, I think me and Taylor had that same kind of conversation. I don't trust Drew Locke. Yeah, I just I don't have enough faith in him. There's not enough backing him yet to be able to trust Judy. Exactly. Okay. That was kind of my same thought process as well. Uh, I almost pulled the trigger and went with the trade, but then of course I backed out. I think uh, uh, it. See, but my 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 main thing is is you have Cortland Sutton up there. You know, the only reason why Judy got any touches was Sutton went down. Right. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, Judy's probably the number two receiver, but do you trust him? I mean, you got Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. You can you can run a dual running back system. You know, so it's he has a lot to prove. I don't think he's nearly the best wide receiver. I would put, you know. Obviously, C.D. Lamb ahead of him. You know, Justin Jefferson ahead of him. You know, um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, Judy will be. I think he'll be a mediocre guy this year. Yeah, especially there was a lot of hype coming in after he was drafted as one of those, you know, receivers that could be a playmaker. And I'm not saying that he won't be a playmaker, but I, I don't think he has the proper, you know, the quarterback in Drew Locke uh, to kind of help get him the numbers and the catches that he needs to be a top flight receiver. Oh, yeah. And see what Carlos had said here. I totally forgot. No offense out there. I totally forgot about that. You know, that puts Jerry Judy still like third. Fourth option. Yeah. I, let me let me see what his his shares were. Obviously, they're they're going to be high, but let me see. Yeah. So, Noah Faint he had uh, nineteen point one points last week. Five catches, eighty-one yards, and a touchdown. So. Good opening day, especially the type at the tight end position for the Denver Broncos. Six four two fifty. Wow. Yeah, he's definitely got the size. That's for sure. Maybe they'll be more geared toward tight ends in Denver this year. I would be if he's six five two fifty. Yeah, and you've got a quarterback that's not really reliable. And a young receiving core. Yeah, you might have to rely on your tight end a little bit more. Let's see who else. Hmm. 
One second. Another tight end, Hurst, is one to look out for. Kind of look him up real quick. Yeah, where Carlos said he does, he does remind me of Jeremy Shockey. I forgot about that, man. That's a good point. Hayden Hurst, tight end for the Falcons. He, yeah, his, he had an all right game in week one. He was uh, three catches for 38 yards, no touchdowns. So, yeah, Jeremy Shockey, yeah. Kind of staying on the tight end front. What about Greg Olson? I think he's with Seattle now. Yeah, I believe he still is, yeah. Let's see how he did. I don't think he really did much. Because they have they have Greg Olson, and then who is who's the other tight end there? Is it Dillisley? Um, I think so. That sounds right. <clears throat> you know what about is it? Is he still in what now? L.A. Rams? Is it Hunter Henry? Uh I believe he's still with them. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the Chargers, LA Chargers. Chargers. Yeah. Um, he's he's solid, and then you have you know, and, and even speaking on the the Rams part, you have what Higby. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be one of those guys this year that I think will shine in in the tight end. Um, Greg Olson is. <laughs> Greg Olson is an extra lineman. <laughs> this is true. This is that true. is true. Yeah, that is true. He is a great blocker. I mean, he didn't do too bad. He had four, four for twenty-four with the touchdown. So, I mean, you get that touchdown in there, so it makes a world of difference. And who was that? Greg Olson. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's. I mean, I know he's with the new team now in Seattle. But he's still, I mean, I'd say he's still a good tight end. He, he's, get, he's getting up in there in age, right? Oh, yeah. 35, yeah. Who yeah, knows? he's, yeah, Olsen. I mean, so, yeah, even though he's still up there in age, but, you know, he can still kind of come through, especially in the red zone. <laughs> yeah, what he'd be one of your. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how did he, how did he do? Did anybody pick him up? I don't think yeah. anybody did. I do not think so. That's one of those. He's like a Greg Olson. You're. It, it's going to take a miracle for them to actually do really good. Uh, he only had one what? reception for two yards. Yeah. yeah. So. But. Hey, he'll be a red zone. Kind of guy. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But he's the same thing as Olson. He's gonna he's gonna do blocking. Um, who do y'all think is y'all sleeper this year? Player wise, yeah. Um, I was actually fixing to talk about this guy, Jimmy Graham. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy, yeah, Jimmy Graham. I agree with that. With that statement, he should have transitioned to wide receiver. Yeah, 
I kind of, he was one of those that's kind of been forgotten about for a while. And. Where's he? He's with uh, what? Chicago now? Chicago now. And he, he stepped up. I mean, he had three catches for 25 yards with the touchdown. But, you know, like Kenny just wrote in here, you know, tight ends are becoming more relevant. No more just being an extra lineman and hope to catch something. So, yeah, I completely agree. I think the tight end is starting. We're starting to see more of the tight end come into play. Uh, Cincinnati just scored. Now it's 28-23 Cleveland. Six minutes left. Who's scoring that touchdown? Uh, you know what, Mike, kind of, Mike Thomas. Backtrack here real quick. You have mentioned Joe Burrow. Yes. Probably going to be the biggest bust in the draft, but that's just me. Um, but how do you think he's going to pan out this year? Well, he's definitely got the drive. We saw that with the national championship game against Ellis at uh, when he was with LSU. Um, he had a, a excellent first game. Um, I don't have his stats in front of me. And he's doing good tonight. I mean, tonight he's 27 for 45, so he's throwing the ball around. 241 yards and two touchdowns. No interceptions so far. Maybe I might have just jinxed him. but It's <laughs> not saying too much. Yeah. A lot of credit for that. Uh, that is true. That is true. But uh, see how he, yeah. So week one, I mean, he had two touchdowns, three for 241 yards, did have an interception. No, I'm sorry, a fumble. But um, right now he's on waivers. I'm surprised nobody's tried to claim him yet. I mean, he might be a good pickup if you desperately need a quarterback, but. I'm sure there will be better quarterbacks available, but like I said, you never know. There'll probably be one or two games during the year where he throws three touchdowns and um, or more and just goes for a bunch of yards. But then again, you never know with Cincinnati. Yeah, that's true. He might be able to help Cincinnati change the program. Yeah. <clears throat> Fantasy-wise, he's not going to be as relevant as we think. Quarterbacks typically aren't unless you're Lamar Jackson or, you know, <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes, even Deshaun Watson. But Joe Burrow, once again, like Carlos had said, he's he's going to be another Carson Wentz without injuries. I was just fixing to post that up there. But, yeah. he's He can't. He won't be able to stay consistent. He can be a great – I mean, look at Colt McCoy, phenomenal college quarterback. Look at Ben Jung, phenomenal college quarterback. Mm-hmm. But you come to the NFL, it's a, it's a whole other game, Papa. So let me ask you this. Do you think we're starting to see a a change in how the quarterback position is played? We're seeing teams kind of stray away from the the, the prototypical pocket-type passer to more of a dual-threat, run-and-throw-type quarterback, as we've seen with Lamar Jackson and even Patrick Mahomes as well. Yeah, I mean, because who's, who's, who's really a drop-back quarterback out of the young ones right now? That's a good question. You don't really have one. Even you know Dwayne Haskins. You still ha- he's he can drop back. He's a solid pocket passer, but he still has he can run. When I think of a pocket passer, I'm I'm talking about Drew Brees. You know Tom Brady, the Peyton Manning's that that can you know 
change a game in an instant. Don't get me wrong, Lamar Jackson and, and Patrick Mahomes can do the same thing. I think it's changing to where we're getting back into the the feel of, you know, my, I was just about to say that. It changed with Michael Vick, probably my favorite quarterback of all time. That guy could flat-out ball. So he, he, I think he brought that. I think the pocket passer will last. Yeah, Kenny wrote in the pocket passer will. He thinks the pocket pass will last longer in the league. Arguably, yeah. That's, yeah. A, good, that's a good point to bring up because I know mobile quarterbacks. You know they shine and they they thrive and you know the pat the you know the past couple seasons or whatever in the NFL. But there's been sometimes where mobile quarterbacks you know go off, but then they get hurt, and then you just got to think about you know definitely pocket passers will last a lot longer just because they're more they're I wouldn't really say smarter with the ball, but um, they definitely they don't put them they don't put themselves more at risk. I guess would be the the better term. And that goes back on the Teddy Bridgewater. If he didn't yeah. have that injury, where would he have been? Yeah, exactly. Right. You know where 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 would he be now? He wouldn't be with Carolina. He wouldn't have been with the New Orleans Saints. Where would he have been? So you know he's he was not a pocket passer. He was a mobile quarterback. You know. So I agree with that. It's the pocket passer will last longer. Yes. But is that the route the NFL is going? No. They want the excitement, you know. So. Oh yeah, it's just it's just interesting to see a lot of teams kind of getting these these dual threat quarterbacks, and you kind of almost think there's a a change. But I mean, a lot of times, you know, old school kind of comes back into play. So it's just interesting to see how the league continues to evolve. Oh yeah. See, like speaking on Joe Burrow, it I, I don't I think he might he'll be better than Baker Maker Baker Mayfield, but I wouldn't put him up there. There's a lot to prove. Yeah. Let's just put it that there's there's a lot he has to prove because once again, you went to one of the best colleges in college football. Mm-hmm. You know? it's I don't think he was the best quarterback. And we had a really crappy quarterback class this year, honestly. Oh, yeah. Uh, aside from Joe Burrow, not really much. You uh, <laughs> uh, I think so. It was uh, – next year's quarterback class will probably be a little bit better. I think we'll see maybe Trevor Lawrence come out. And that's that's a new topic for another day. Yeah. Let's go back to this real quick. Who – is your sleepers? Let's start. Let's just go with running back. Who's your sleeper running back this year? Hmm. Hmm. I don't. That's tough because I mean, there's so many, so many great running backs out there. And I'm not. I'm not talking about like uh, was it Edward Solaire? That you know, that's not a sleeper. That's obviously a running back one. You know, I'm talking about like. You know, guys that that will pop up on on scene. I do think though, um, J.K. Dobbins for the Ravens. I know in college, I don't know if y'all watched him at Ohio State, but he was just something else. And he uh, he's actually from Austin, you know, or Lagrange's. He's from Lagrange. So, okay. Yeah, he uh, just the speed on that kid watching him in high school and then going to college was just insane. But there's always been guys like that. But I don't know, I'd probably have to go with him, I guess, for a sleeper running back. But 
that situation in Baltimore with, you know, you have Lamar running it a bunch and then you have uh, Mark Ingram. So I don't know. I don't know. I want to see how Sonny Michelle does with Cam Newton. Ooh. Man, I wouldn't um, trust the New England backfield with Cam Newton back there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you Newton had McCaffrey. And, you know, McCaffrey's a beast. We all know that. But we've kind of seen greatness, kind of flashes of greatness from Michelle. And I don't know. He he had a decent week one with, you know, 10 carries for 37 yards and one touchdown. But I want to see if the rush, the running game for New England starts to pick back up and kind of maybe might take some, some off of Newton a little bit. I mean, it's new to the, the New England Patriots, so we never know what, what we're going to get. But I don't know. I want to see how he does. Oh, yeah. I agree. My, I think my pick would be probably James Robinson out of Jacksonville. Huh. I mean, he's getting the number one role. Uh, I know last year or last week, I should say, he's a, I think he's a rookie. I mean, he had 16 carries for 62 yards. You know, so not saying it's the best because he only had one reception, but he's getting the first snap reps. Absolutely. He's going to probably be the sleeper. I would have, you know, or even what was that player, Taylor, out of uh, Indianapolis? Uh, uh, what, what, what does his last name is Taylor? Jonathan uh, Taylor? Is it? Yeah. Was that him? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. So, yeah. He, he has a possibility of, of being not necessarily a sleeper, but running, getting your. See, Clyde Edwards can be brought up, but he's he's already going to be a number one back. That's, that's the thing, is he's already. Showing the poise of he that's they're guaranteed going to Clyde Edwards and, and Kansas City is back. Yeah, so um, he's, he's going to get a lot of touches though this year, I think, in Kansas City. Oh yeah, I'm not too sure how much he how much he had week one, but uh, for sure he, he will. Um, let's go wide receiver. Who do you think is going to be a sleeper hmm. this year? Hmm. And it doesn't. It could be anybody. At this point, because how the NFL is running right now, it's anyone. <laughs> oh, man. Honestly, there's uh, – that's a good point. That's hard. That's a good question. See, I, I have two of them. I got – I think either Marquise Brown. Yeah. He, w- he did pretty solid last night or last game, but I, I think – He's year two. He's understanding the system a little bit more. So I think Marquise Brown and Calvin Calvin Ridley is going to have a breakout year. I will say that. Um, I think Gallup Gallup might be a sleeper that sneaks up on people. I've always liked Gallup. I, I still do. He's just one of those guys that's always reliable. He's really fast. He can catch. He can run routes. Um, He's just not really thought of as like a big time wide receiver, but he definitely proved himself last season. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, one guy we haven't talked about is Amari Cooper. Mm. You know, uh, I don't, he, he had a good week in week one with 10 catches for 81 yards. But there was a lot of hype, or I want to say pressure to come in and be that number one in Dallas. And, you know, he's, I, I think he's still the, the, the top dog in, in Dallas. But I don't know. Well, I kind of want him to kind of have that breakout season and kind of just just take over and, 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 and keep going. You know, but I mean, did he did he sign contract this year? I don't think so. I believe he should sign one next year. Maybe not. Oh. Yeah, he just signed a five-year, hundred million dollar contract. Okay. Okay. It doesn't turn out like Zeke. I got paid. <laughs> <laughs> I go rub my bench and get fat. Right. <laughs> I would love to see Amari Cooper. I've always loved Amari Cooper. He's he can flat out ball. Um, I think he'll benefit this year because he has CD Lamb in the slot and Gallup on you know his opposite side. I I think definitely he will not see as much double team. Yeah, I should say. Um, the thing about Amari Cooper though is he has an issue with drops. Right. He will lead the league in drops. <laughs> it's, it's just that's how he is, you know. I mean, and whenever you have a quarterback that wants thirty-seven million dollars but can't, he throws the ball at his hips without, you know, hitting him on the leg. That's a thirty-seven million dollar arm, apparently. Right. Oh, it is, but it is. <clears throat> I mean. <clears throat> It all relies on – it all goes back to Dak Prescott. Yeah. You have a coach now. We put – Jerry Jones put weapons around you. If you – this is your contract year for Dak, can't make it happen, we got to move on. That's it. Yeah. Absolutely. One I want to talk about is Shaquan Barkley. There is absolutely no offensive line whatsoever in, in New York. And he, he still performed last year too. That's what I was surprised about. I oh, just, this year the offensive line's even worse. Is it? I I love Barkley, especially his days in Penn State. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's you know my school and you know him and Trace McSorley and you know of course I mean you you've got Miles Sanders as well, uh, but Barkley, uh, even with the lineup uh, the the offensive line that New York has, he can still find a way to get through. And, and once he gets through, that's it. He's, he's gone. You're, you might as well just, you know, give up, let him go score, get the ball. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, he, he, the way he runs, he's poised like that. It's almost, it almost reminds me a lot of Adrian Peterson when he get an open field man, he looked pissed off when he was running. Right, and you don't want to really get in his way. Yeah, hard. absolutely. I, I, the only thing that concerns me is the offensive line. If they can get a decent offensive line, I mean, look at it. Look at last when they play last week. 
Was it? Uh, Steelers. The Steelers? Yeah. So if you look at it, you know, last week he didn't do great, but he did. um, One second. 15 15 attempts for six yards. But see, that's rough. You face you face probably the best seven. Oh yeah. Should I drop Sony Michelle for Corey Davis? All right, so we had someone right in here. Um I mean, let's see here. Let's see how Corey Davis. Let's look at his let's go to their schedule. Who well first, who's your who's your other running backs and what other options do you have? Yeah, because it all just depends on your team and how how it shapes up. So Corey Davis, I wouldn't necessarily disagree or agree. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. The Patriots don't have a reliable backfield. Mm-hmm. Who is uh who's Davis on? What team? Tennessee. Hmm. He's a receiver. Hmm. He did have seven catches for 101 yards in week one. Kind of projected to have maybe have Hines, Singletary, Robinson, Cook, and Jacobs. I well, you're kind of stacked because you have Himes that's that's gonna get or is it I wonder if it's PPR. If it's PPR. Oh, he has Robinson too. See, you have Dal- if you have Dalvin Cook and Jacobs, you're solid. You're set. And then you have Hines with you. I I, I don't necessarily, you know, it, it seems to me like he's kind of thin at wide receiver. Yeah. Why why not do it? Why not pull the trigger? I probably would honestly, yeah. Now that now that I see who he has. You know, if barring your wide receivers are kind of thin. I'd do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah definitely. Yeah. I would do it. I mean, I, yeah. Mm, well, standard league. Even still, a, even in a standard league, I mean, I'm you. You should still get. I would say, fifteen points on mm-hmm. average from him. Mm, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I'd say maybe like ten to thirteen. You, you got to think, a standard league, your running backs are going to be heavy. True. He has right. Alvin Cook and Jacobs. Those are two bruiser running. They're going to run the ball. You know, Hines is more of a – he's more of a PPR running back, so he's more of kind of a receiving back. I, I, I definitely I, – I would do it. That's just – that's my opinion. Yeah, that's a great question there. Just wonder who his receivers are. Yeah, who are your receivers? That's interesting to to see what he has. Uh, let's see. A little update: Cincinnati's third and goal on the Cleveland nine. Fifty-two seconds left. What's the What's the score? Thirty-five to twenty-three. So. Cleveland's up. Oh, kind of you know, waiting. Buzz going around the league. Browns should trade 
Odell Beckham. Hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. I mean, it's not really a for who question. It's yeah. I mean, I just saw a post. He had he's had eleven straight games with a hundred or less yards. I mean, now the question being, where do you trade him to? Exactly. Uh, Burrow touchdown pass to Tyler Boyd for nine yards. So Burrow will end up with three touchdowns and 300 yards. So not a bad night. No. Like I said, I think he's going to be one of those those quarterbacks that we're, we're going to continue to see evolve. And he might actually show you know, signs of greatness. Uh, it's still early to see on, on the Joe the Joe Burrow front, but you never know. He might, you know, he's definitely out there. He's playing. That's for sure. And especially to throw, he's 37 for 61 right now. So that kind of tells you something that they really don't have the running game that you really need to be more balanced. Yeah. This guy has Hilton, Metcalf, John Brown, and Juju. It's not going to hurt you. Either way you go, it's not going to hurt to drop Sony Michelle for Corey Davis. Or even if you keep Tony Michelle, it's not going to hurt. Oh, I wonder I, if he I wonder if you can pick him up without dropping Sony, but even 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 if he doesn't, even if he has to drop him, still wouldn't be a bad a bad trade or a bad no. trade. Another thing that did come up was um Mohamed Sanu signed with the 49ers. Ooh. I like that. I mean, who does who does who do the 49ers have for the receivers? I don't know off the top of my head. Got me lying on that one right oh, now. There it is. I had it, then I lost it. Uh, here we go. Uh here you go. Starter sit right here. Ronald Jones or Stefan Diggs in a flex position PPR. Ronald Jones or Stefan Diggs. Hmm. Probably Diggs because I do think he's going to get more receptions. Because especially I know in. Um, in Minnesota, he would get a lot of um, – he did have the big plays, but he, he got a lot of not really short passes, but like short to medium passes. And he he did, he did have a lot of receptions last year, which was good. And he can catch and he's got some speed. So I would have to say um, Diggs. Uh, let's see. He did good last week, Diggs. Mm-hmm. Eight catches for 86 yards. That's a solid week. Yeah. That was against the Jets, too. So here, here's my thing. Let's go to Stephen Ridley. Do you – would you sell high? Would you trade Ridley right now? Mm-hmm. Or would you keep him knowing Matt Ryan is is declining? Hmm. 
So right now he's a free agent on our in our league. Or Cal- I mean Calvin Ridley, not Stephen Ridley. Oh, sorry. I, was no. like, I was like, well, okay, that's a name we haven't talked about, but Calvin Ridley. Um, you know, there's a lot of hype for him coming out of college for sure. Um, Browns win 35-30. Damn, Chubb had a game. Yeah, he did. Um, You know, he had a good week one. Nine catches, 130 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Damn, I should have started Kareem Hunt. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, him and and Chubb tore it up that fourth quarter. 24 points for Kareem Hunt, man. Damn. Um, but really, he, he, if you it depends on what you need, honestly. If you want to buy high or low, um, you know, like you mentioned, Matt Ryan is declining. Uh, you think about it, you can. If I'm a if I'm a Ridley owner, if I'm not strong, really strong at wide receiver. Bolster it. Yeah. Get get you someone that, you know, two or three, two guys that will, will put up the same, if not more numbers. Build your depth. I mean, or even the same thing, if I'm if I'm strong at receiver, you know, strong at running back. I mean, would you would you take a Ridley for a Kamara trade? Mm. Let's see. I mean, I just, I don't know. I would probably keep Ridley on the bench just because I know last year he did have his flashes. There was a couple games where I think he had like two or three touchdowns and and a bunch of yards, but I think he definitely is one of those sleepers to where um, he can have his big flashes. So, you know, one week if you have a tough matchup, throw him in there and hopefully he performs. But um, I don't know. It's it's a toss-up with Matt Ryan because – we just got to see how he's going to do going forward. To, I don't know. It's, it's tough, but I probably would keep him though, just for. But then again, if you can trade for him and get you know a good trade value, then That's definitely do that. Now, yeah. Let's kind of switch gears. Go to go to Cleveland. Look at the running back situation. I told you the other, I told you the other day, Taylor. Like, I don't. I wouldn't put all my mar- put all my marbles on Chubb, but you know. Kareem Hunt right now seems to be the one that's showing out better. I mean, you start, do you start out? Do you do you trade Hunt? Do you trade Chubb? Like, I mean, do you start both of them on the same team? No, I definitely no. wouldn't start both. You would have paid off this week. No, yeah, this week would have been <laughs> this week would have been massive. I mean, but that's the thing is, who's the true number one over there? That's a good question. And I'd almost lean towards Chubb being the number one. But it's it's almost just based off you can flip a coin. Either one of them can be a number one. Mm-hmm. It's just almost who do you favor more? 
I think I think to a point you look at well, I guess this is how I view it. You have Chubb, he's probably like a good and one down, two down back, and then you have Kareem Hunt you can throw in there, you know, every other play and if you need like two or three yards, he has the speed to get to the outside or he can, you know, bust through a gap for, you know, a big gain. But um probably probably Chubb is the number one, but like you said, I mean e- either of them can easily be the number one. So it's just one of those deals you got to toss up to yourself. Be like, but because you you look at right here, Kareem Hunt, eighty six rushing yards, a touchdown. No, yeah. he got one. He got two receptions, one touchdown reception, and a fifteen yard receiving. Yeah, I mean, the, let's go look at you know Chubb's numbers. What did I mean? I know he had himself a game, but. 124 yards, two touchdowns. 124 rushing yards, you know, one reception. So it's it's one of those. I like the running back situation there. I don't like the rest of the team. Yeah. Right. You know, they're going to put the points up. I don't necessarily agree if Chubb's going to be the, the, the go-to. I mean, that's just that. Oh, absolutely. I think it's uh, Cleveland's definitely got it in the weight of the running back position. But like you said, the, the rest of the team is kind of yeah mediocre at best, especially with Maker, Baker Mayfield at the quarterback position, who just seems to had all the hype when he got drafted, but really hasn't done much in the way of performance. Agreed. Agreed. Well, guys, we are almost approaching two hours. All right. <laughs> I can go on for hours. <laughs> I can go on to football talk. This was right. fun, though. I haven't, I haven't done one of these yet. This is my first one, so. Oh, that's awesome. This is this is the 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 first that I have done of a fantasy football episode. So, it's definitely been a lot of fun. Definitely one of those things we can definitely talk about for hours, mm-hmm. hours. So we have week two coming up. So how do you project your team will do? Just to kind of wrap things up here. I have I have three people as questionable right now. So this is going to be, it's going to be an Ooh, interesting weekend. Guarding solid three questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cooper, Sutton, and Kittle. Good luck, buddy. Mm-hmm. And then Debo Samuel's on the IR, so. I got Julio and Mike Evans as questionable. I'm not too worried about them. I think they'll be all right. I I was contemplating benching T.Y. Hilton for Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Um, obviously, we know how Hunt played. Let's hope T.Y. balls out and at least does 20, 24.2 points. That way he can beat <laughs> Uh, I I think I have a solid, solid matchup this week. I mean, yeah. Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say I I think I've got a pretty solid as well. My only question mark right now is Devontae Parker, oh. who's kind of been kind of injury prone and didn't really do a whole lot as the way of practice this week with that hamstring, but. Hopefully he might be a game time decision before kickoff, but I'm taking a risk. I'm going to start 
John Brown after his performance last week. He had 19 points. And of course, six receptions, 70 yards for a touchdown. So, so who do they play in week two? They are playing Miami. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely start him. Yeah. So I've got him. I've got him starting this week. And hopefully we'll see how he does. You know? I, I mean, I think the only issue that you might have is Devontae Parker. Yeah. Um, let's hope Gage does kind of show up for Atlanta. I mean, he had a solid game last week. If he can give you 15, 20 points, then, I mean, you got a solid flex out of that. Yeah. Um, I think this week you'll probably see a big game from Gurley and Montgomery. I think that's my opinion. Because Dallas cannot stop the run. Look what, you know, um, Brown did against them. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how this week shapes out. Um, I made, I did make a change and went with the 49ers defense over the Steelers. So we'll see how that plays out since they are going up against the Jets. Well, Richard Sherman's out. He's on the IR. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, he got put on. He got placed on the IR either today or yesterday. Hmm. I think you you may. I think Pittsburgh was probably the better bet because they're facing Denver. Yeah, I'm looking and at that now. Pittsburgh has a front seven. You know, so. They, I mean, yeah, they stopped Shaquan Barkley. Right. You know, so and and that 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 guy right there will put up at least twenty points a game. No, n- no questions asked. So I'm, I'm trying. To, I just noticed this. I have three defenses. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> oh my god! I just noticed this right now. I, I've got the Steelers, 49ers, and Bears defenses. Okay, I, I gotta make a I gotta make a change because, wow. Yeah, I would probably get rid of Chicago's. Yeah. Well, to end on a highlight, on a funny note, there. Yeah, I got three defenses. I just noticed that. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, guys, man, this has been fun. I know we can do this for probably a couple more hours. Oh. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. I'm gonna have to get a. You know, get with you, get the podcast going up. I mean, yeah, strictly fantasy one going. Yeah, we can definitely, definitely, we can do that. That's for sure. But man, best of luck to you guys this week on your fantasy teams. We'll see how everything plays out. Hopefully, we can all come away with the W. But it's fantasy football. We'll see who's going to do some trash talking this weekend. I mean, I, I can go ahead and kick it off because I know uh, I'll be bringing the trophy home by the end of the year. So. Oh, oh, well, yeah. Just I'm gonna uh, go make a random, stupid trade offer to someone and see if we can get some trash talk. Sorry. Okay. So. Every night, almost uh, every night, Austin. Every <laughs> night. <laughs> I, I get on there and I'm like, "Ooh, this trade looks good," and I realize I'm like, "Crap, I'm really thin." <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Well, guys, I appreciate you coming on and talking some fantasy football with me. This has been great. Like I said, we can do this for hours, and uh, it's definitely been a lot of fun. We're going to have to get the rest of the guys in the lead to come on continue the, the talk throughout the season and kind of see how everybody does from week to week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Awesome, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed this fantasy football episode of The Rip Griffin Show. Remember, you can catch the show on all the major podcast platforms, whether it be Apple, Google, or Spotify. The podcast is now on Amazon Music, so if you like to listen to that, check out the show on there. And as always, be sure to subscribe to the show and leave me a comment and rate to five stars. It's always much appreciated. Let's do it for this episode, guys. I appreciate it, and always thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Rip Griffin Show. Make sure to subscribe to the show on all the major podcast platforms. Follow Rip on Twitter at RipGriffin2.